This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. And trying to make an adjustment on the ball is Michael Pittman. He catches it, and he rumbles across the goal line. Touchdown, a 42-yard strike. Going to air it out downfield, down the far sideline, looking for Zay Jones, and it's intercepted by the Colts. Isaiah Rogers on the return. Gets off to Taylor. He's in. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Jonathan Taylor. Here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of Colts Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm joined every week by Colts Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks as we break down the Colts' latest game. This week, week 13, the Colts are 54-19 to losers to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. We're coming to you a little bit later than usual. We both uh, needed a little bit of sleep after that game, getting back late. From doing the post-game show that Bill did, getting back late from Dallas like me. Um, but we're going to have all the breakdown you need from this game, uh, which was <laughs> a a rough one. Uh, the Colts go into the fourth quarter losing 21-19. to They give up 33 unanswered points, five touchdowns, Bill, in the final 14 and a half minutes of this game. Um, just one of those that it... it it got away and it snowballed and it spiraled in a way that I don't think anyone saw coming. Um, the way the Colts had competed up to the start of the fourth quarter was not indicative of a game that would get out of hand like this. And talking to players after the game, Bill, um, they were they were embarrassed by this. You know, Paris Campbell used that word. This is embarrassing. And... You know, you lose by 35 points. That's the Colts' biggest margin of loss in a game since week one of the 2017 season, a 46-9 loss to Los Angeles Rams. Bill, when, when you're at a game like this and, and it's kind of going this way, how do, you, how do you stay locked in? How do you stay competitive just on a personal level when things are just going, you know, so haywire in a game like this? It's one of those things where you have to say, you know, the, the old adage is don't look at the scoreboard, just play football, just play the game. And you can't look at the scoreboard, can't look at the things that have happened in the past. You have to put it behind you, you have to have a, uh, a memory where you don't remember things. That's basically you just have to have a, uh, something you can forget, forget the things that happened in the past and just move forward and just try to continue to play and not let the things in the past affect how you play the game going forward and just go out there and play your game. Um, that's the one thing you have to try to do. And it just snowballed the coach uh, last night, you know, especially after the third quarter when you have the uh, turnovers and I think they went fumble, interception, interception, fumble. Yep. Uh, on the next uh, four possessions, and that makes it very difficult. It's just tough. Um, and the end of the game there and turning the ball over, you can't do that. And all the penalties, as again, as we talked about before, and – um, it just makes it very frustrating, makes it for a long day, and I, I agree with Paris. It's um, It was embarrassing um, for the Colts, and as a player, it's embarrassing, especially the week before you played a team on national TV mm-hmm. and, you know, you came up short in that game. And then you have a chance the following week to come back and play a game on national TV again and uh, you come up short, but you play a lot worse than you played the previous week. Um, both of them were losses, but – something that's just very embarrassing and very hard to deal with as a professional athlete, but they have to try to bounce back from this. So before we get into how the fourth quarter got away, just just to kind of 
re-rack where the Colts were. You know, I mentioned it was 21-19 going into the fourth quarter. The Colts, Bill, they had a 15-play, 90-yard touchdown drive in the third quarter. It, it took eight minutes off the clock. It was efficient. It, it was just, it was a really good drive. It ended with Alec Pierce going up and beating Kelvin Joseph in the end zone for a 15-yard touchdown. We're going to talk about Alec a little bit later in the pod. I want to pick your brain on some of the stuff he did on Sunday, but you know, then Dallas comes back down, and Isaiah Rodgers almost has an interception. Um, Jeff Saturday said on Monday he did not challenge that call, by the way, just because he had got, uh, you know, word from upstairs in the Colts booth that, the, you know, the call in the field was that the pass is incomplete. The the ball had clearly hit the ground. Um, and, and if you look at a couple angles of the replay, it, it shows that, you know, Isaiah unfortunately did not come down with that. So it wasn't going to be overturned, so he did not challenge it. The Cowboys then come out a couple plays later, get down to the three-yard line on third and ten, get in the end zone. Uh, That was at the start of the fourth quarter. And then, Bill, like you mentioned, the Colts go fumble, interception, interception, fumble. Dallas turns all four of those into touchdowns, including a Malik Hooker uh, 28-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. Um, You know, and, and something, Bill, after the game, hearing from Jeff Saturday and hearing from players is that it was kind of indicative of where the season has been is that it's not one thing, you know, everyone's kind of taken their turns in this and, you know, it was Mo Alley Cox losing a fumble on a tight end screen. It was Matt Ryan, you know, throwing those two interceptions and then, uh, you know, he gets heated up and, and there's a strip sack for the last fumble. And if it would be easy, Bill, if there was just one answer for this, that you could say, all right, we'll do this one thing during the bye week and that'll fix everything. But that's not the case for this team that has the most turnovers in the NFL at 26 right now. Yeah, everyone's taking a turn. And that's the unfortunate thing. You know, if it's you know it's one group here on this drive and the next drive, it's another group or it's another individual. So it's not any one person or any one thing that you can put your finger on and say, hey, we need to do this during the week of practice and we need to improve on this and this will solve our issues. And it's unfortunately, it's not that way. It's a number of things. If it's the offensive line, if it's communication with the offensive line and the quarterback, if it's the communication between offensive line, uh, quarterback and running back, receivers not getting open, quarterback putting the ball in certain areas. So it's a combination of things that they have to try to fix, and, it, and it's going to start with each and every, each person, each player. They have to look in the mirror themselves and see what they are not doing or what they can do better. How can they improve? And they're going to have some time to think about it during the bye week now, so um, they'll have a lot of time to think about it. And you know what? What can they do to help this team? That's what they need to start working on, start thinking about from here on out, and then hopefully uh, they figure that out, come back after the bye week, and get ready for the next game and try to improve because from here on out, it's about getting better and working on things to improve, not to think, not thinking about playoffs, not thinking about we have only four games remaining. Take care of each day and try to get better each day and try to work hard each day to improve yourself and do things to help improve this football team. For the, the Colts, five turnovers in this game. Matt Ryan threw an interception uh, toward the end of the first half. Colts are only the fourth team this year to have five turnovers in a game. It will not surprise you to learn, Bill, that all four of those teams have lost. Um, over the last five seasons, team that turn, teams that turn the ball over five or more times are 230-1. And, and over the last five full seasons, 
no team has been over 500 or so, excuse me, two teams, only two of 37 teams who have turned the ball over 26 more times as the Colts have this year have finished with a record over 500. The Colts can no longer finish with a record over 500 if the, this year. If they were to win out, they would go 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. Um, Colts are averaging two turnovers a game right now. and Way too much. I mean, it, you like we've talked about so much, that makes the margin for error so slim. And this is a team that it's so hard to live in that realm and be successful. And, and talking to players after the game, it's like the, the reason why the Colts are 4-8-1 and one starts with we have turned the ball over too much. But the answer to how to fix that is a lot more complicated. By far, it's a lot more complicated. And the, and the the frustrating thing about it is it's not like these teams that we're playing are beating us. We're beating ourselves right? And in a lot of ways. And when you start, when you beat yourselves, you just, just – it makes it very difficult to win against 11 other guys. But you're beating – but you're ba- basically playing against, I don't know, say 15, 16 guys because right. five, five, four, five, six other guys are making mistakes – and so it makes it very difficult for to win football games. So you can't do that. You can't beat yourself. It's hard enough to beat uh, these other teams uh, when they're playing well and you're playing well. And when you're not playing well, making mistakes, it makes it that more much more difficult. So um, they just have to try to try to figure out how to do this. And you know what? We're getting close to the end of the season, but you just have to try to figure out how how we can get better and how we can minimize our mistakes. For the Colts' defense. Um you know, the, the final point total is obviously not flattering. Um, seven of those came on Malik Hooker's fumble recovery for a touchdown. But, you know, the Colts were put in some pretty tough places as a defense. Um, you know, Dallas Dallas taken over near midfield in Colts territory in the fourth quarter. But Zaire Franklin made a point after the game that, you know, turnovers and sudden change defense in the fourth quarter is kind of especially tough. Um, do you kind of buy into that, Bill, that – when when you get a turnover as an offense in the fourth quarter, that that momentum spark is maybe heightened a little bit more in the final fifteen minutes. Oh, by far, because you know that hey, this is an opportunity to so-called put a dagger in the on the opponent's t- on the opponent that you can if you go down and score, we know that's going to be that much more difficult for the team to come back because they're running out of time. It's in the fourth quarter; they're running out of time. They're not going to have much time to respond to that and and come back from that. So. Those hurt a defense when knowing knowing that an offense is is uh have turned the ball over and then they they have to go out there and try to stop them. Then the offense scores and defense you just feel demoralized about what's going on out there and that you don't have a chance and that knowing that it's going to be very difficult for the team to make up for that for your team to make up that difference. So it's it's hard. It's hard on defenses. Um, I feel for the defense. Um, you know they they played hard. You know they. They do have a job to do, and that job is to stop teams from scoring regardless of where uh, the other opponent gets the ball at or, or turnover or where they start at. So that's their job. But you know what? It makes it very difficult to stop a team when they only have 30 yards to go, 50 yards to go, or 40 yards to go. Try to make the team go the whole whole distance of a field, um, 75, 80 yards. But um, you know what? It is it is demoralizing just because they have less time to come back from that. Yeah, and you know, you look at just some of the the rushing numbers. It, it you know that the Colts defense allowed it wasn't up to their standard. I think probably in the first three quarters, Colts allow 5.4 yards per carry, 25 attempts for 134 yards for the Cowboys over the first three quarters. Tony Pollard, 
in particular. He had 10 carries for 60 yards, including a touchdown. Um, you know, that that is, again, that's not up to what the Colts believe their standard can be. But then the final totals really then just get skewed by the fourth quarter. The Cowboys in the fourth quarter rush 10 times for 88 yards, three touchdowns, and it gets away from them at that point. Um, that There's really not much else to say about this game. That, you know, okay, it's you know it's great the Colts are competitive for three quarters against a, a Super Bowl contender, but those mistakes, I mean, they just – they they keep coming in inopportune times and and no more so than in this game against the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, we we don't play three quarters in the National Football League. We play four quarters, sixty minutes. You have to play the whole game, and when you don't play the whole game and you make mistakes and turn the ball over, as we talked about, it makes it very difficult. Now the, the guys did play well uh, for three quarters and kept it close, but you know, give Dallas credit; they have a good, good, good running game, and you know, when you got. Uh, Tony Parlett and Ezekiel back there, Elliott, and running the ball and doing the things they did. And then you have C.D. Lamb out there, and he had a couple of jet sweeps there earlier in the game and, you know, making good yards off of that. So it's, it makes it very difficult to win. And Dallas is a good football team. Um, Colts played decently for the first three quarters, but you know what? We don't get uh, participation awards here for playing good for three quarters. We lost the game, and it uh, makes it difficult and very hard for the players. Uh, I'm sure it was a very long flight back home last night, and uh, it's going to be a long, long couple of days off of these guys because it's something they're going to think about during the bye week for a while, and knowing that um, this season has gotten away from them, it's, it makes it very difficult for them, and it's, it's been a long season, um, not a season the way they planned for it to play out the way it has, but they're going to need to – try to fix this in the next couple of days, next couple of weeks to, to improve their play. And that's what you have to look at, improve their practicing, improve their play, and hopefully this can continue to carry over. One final thing to talk about before we get out of here. Uh, a bright spot in this game was a couple of plays that Alec Pierce made. He gets yes. four catches for 86 yards, 45-yarder on a go ball uh, outside the numbers, and then a 15-yard touchdown. Both of those were contested catches where, Bill, you saw Alex's speed, his athleticism, his ball skills, um, you know, his ability to kind of flash late hands and be strong with his hands in the air, all the things that we know Alec can do. And it was just good to see that because Alec, over his last four games, he, he, you know, his production dropped and, you know, Reggie Wayne was getting questions about if Alec had hit the rookie wall. And, you know, I think what Reggie's answer was, which wound up being pretty relevant for this game was that if you look at the film the things that Alec was doing even when the ball wasn't coming his way were were encouraging and Reggie didn't see any signs that Alec had hit the rookie wall he goes out today and definitely shows that he has not hit a rookie wall yeah it looked like uh at the game on on Sunday night that Alec was fine didn't look like he hit a rookie wall and you know that's what you have to do as a as a young player in the National Football League they're gonna be stretches in the season where you're not getting uh, balls thrown to you, and you still have to continue to work on your game during that time period. You know what? You work on your routes, you work on your release against guys, and see what works and what doesn't work. And those are actually reps that you're getting, even though you're not getting the ball. The reps you're getting to improve yourself. And him going out there Sunday, playing and catching that long ball on the sideline there, and going up and getting it. And what I liked, what I saw about the balls that he caught on the sidelines there is 
one, he had good body control, knowing where he was at, knowing how to, to attack the ball and how to uh, put his body between him and the, the defender and, and the ball so that um, only he can get the ball, and especially on that touchdown play. Nice release off the line of scrimmage, got up the field, and, of course, gave himself enough room on the sideline. I thought Matt made a nice throw, and then Alec made a nice job, did a nice job of putting his body between – uh, the ball and the defender going up, getting the ball and holding on to the ball. He came down. So those are the things that you see with, with Alec there, that he's doing a nice job. And I think he'll, he will continue to progress. And as long as he continues to learn, um, you know, he's learning from one of the best in, in Reggie. So mm-hmm. if he continues just to learn and, and grow and grow and grow and work and work and work, he'll get better. And uh, the things that he's working on now, you will see as in the years to come, uh, the weeks to come that he will those things will be easier for him and you know he'll catch the balls and make some nice runs after the catch and do a nice job so I'm I'm very um, encouraged by what I see from Alec yeah I mean if you look at how the this Colts season is going I think right now you're starting to focus in on individual players and especially for the young guys growth and you know we saw it with Jelani Woods last week yes. eight catches for 98 yards Bernard Ryman did not allow a sack uh, when he was matched up against Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons did not even allow a quarterback hit in those situations. Um, that That's encouraging. You're seeing, you know, now Alec coming on, you're seeing some of the young guys from this year's draft class on offense show some encouraging signs down the stretch. It's never going to be perfect. It's no. never going to be linear. But ultimately, I think if we get to the end of the season and we see some more games like this from Alec, from Jelani, from Bernard – and you feel like at the end of the season their arrows are pointing up going into year two, that will be encouraging separating that from whatever the Colts' record was. And I thought Alec had a really good answer after the the game, Bill, just one last thing that he said, you know, he knows the deal with playing wide receiver that some weeks you're going to get the ball, some weeks you're not. He understands that. He's like, what I'm not used to is the losing and where this team is right now I thought it was a really good answer a really self-aware answer by the young kid yeah and it's, it's probably hard for him like you said coming from Cincinnati and winning some winning some games and uh being uh successful at Cincinnati it makes it difficult when you come in you, you're losing these many games now in the National Football League it makes it very difficult but that's part of the growth par- process also with the young guys you know there are going to be games where you might go through stretches where or part of the season where you go through stretches where you're going to lose a few games, you know, might lose two or three or four games um, throughout the season, but it's going to, it might be difficult to bounce back from those things, but you have to learn how to bounce back. You have to learn how to put the week behind you, learn from your mistakes and move forward to the next week, to the next game. And that's what you're going to have to see from these young guys. That's going to be part of their growth process, not just this year, but next year as well. So, you know, a lot of times if you look at a graph, you know, the graph of some of these young guys are going to be, you know, they're going to start going up, but then you, you might see it level off a little bit for a few games mm-hmm. and it's going to go up again. It's going to level off and it might dip a little bit at one point and come, go back up again. But from the beginning of training camp to the end of the season, you want to see where that graph has gone, where that line has gone up. And I think for a lot of the young guys, that gr- that line has gone up on the graph. Yeah. So. You know, like you said, Jelani Woods, Alec Pierce, Bernard Ryman, the young guys there, uh, you see it going up and you want it to continue to go up. And especially once the season is over from the, sec- from the first year to the second year, you want to see even a bigger jump for those young guys that uh, they can make contributions to the team to help the team win. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Colts Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. 
Tomorrow on Tuesday, there will be another episode of the official Colts podcast presented by WinBet. It'll be with myself, Matt Taylor, and Lara Overton. We're going to have one more of those before we, uh, we're going to go dark on our social platforms uh, starting on Tuesday at noon. Um, we're all going to take kind of a mental health break here with the Colts. We did it last year during the bye week. It's a really nice thing that the Ursae family extends to us here, uh, the ability to take a little bit of time to rest and relax because we need it. We need it. 13 weeks of this uh, without much of a break, Bill. It's been quite a grind to get to this point, but we've had fun doing it. We'll be back with another episode of Colts Instant Reaction following the Colts-Vikings game, which is on Saturday, December 17th. At 1 p.m., that will be on NFL Network. The NFL just announced that on Monday, the kickoff time for that game. So we'll have an episode up for you either that Saturday night or Sunday morning, depending on our schedules. And for now, just tune in to the official Colts podcast presented by WinBet tomorrow and Tuesday. Anyways, for Bill Brooks, I'm JJ Stankovitz. Thank you so much for listening to us here on the Colts Audio Network. We'll talk to you next time.